Today is Monday, October the 24th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, it's Celebration Monday as we talk Saturday night's big 30-24 to 24 win over the Texas A&M Aggies, the first all-time win over Texas A&M in school history. Guys, we're going to celebrate together, and I'll give you my full takeaways, my full breakdown. We'll also hand out some TSUS game balls, talk slap dick of the weekend, and we'll hand out our weekly Cock Commander Award as well. Also, news and notes to get into that include South Carolina being ranked for the first time in four years. Also, the opening line for South Carolina Mizzou has dropped, and also, of course, we'll dive into your listener questions and your voicemails, but a joyous show here on this Monday. And of course, as always, guys, it's brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS. You're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works you pick two to five players, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes, parlay with the over on Spencer Rattler. Passing yards, for example, you can play any sport that includes college sports, NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, you name it, they have got it. They've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave Reviews Again, guys, that is our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
to be good. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday. <laughs> you know, normally I've got these shows pretty planned out and I've got my notes in front of me. But man, this is all about just celebrating a big win. And I, you know, I'm almost beyond words, guys. I, I'm overflowing with happiness and joy and excitement. And I, I'm almost deliriously happy here on this Monday. There's so many things we can break down and we can dissect and we can talk about. But the bottom line is this winning is fun, man. Winning is fun. And this weekend was one of my favorite, most fun weekends I've had with Gamecocks football in quite a long time. Uh, again, guys, I'm so excited to be chatting with you all here in this Monday. I hope this show does find you well, and I'm sure it does after the weekend's festivities, but no matter no matter where you are, what you were doing here on this beautiful day, hope you guys are having a fantastic start to your week. Man, thank you all. Thank you all so much, man. I want to start there. This weekend was absolutely incredible um, from the tailgate to the game itself, but getting to meet and interact with each and every single one of you. You guys love and support of the brand, the business, the merchandise, of course. We were able to move a ton of towels, koozies, hand out a bunch of stickers, and and uh, you know give away some free swag as well. But meeting you guys, uh, getting to meet up with my new business partners, Carolina Cigars, it's it just incredible, man. I, I tell you what, I, I live a dream. I, I mean, I really do. I really do. And I, I, I just... I wake up every single day and it's just a dream. Sometimes I have to stop and pinch myself and say, this is your life. This is what you do. This is what we rocking with. This is how, it, you know, it's just incredible, man. It's incredible. And I'll tell you guys this, you know, I'm someone that I, I normally stay pretty even keel during the games because I'm approaching the games from a, from a content creation mindset, from a mindset of, uh, you know, covering the game, if you will. Obviously, the fandom side is always there for me. I couldn't do what I do, guys, without it. But um, I, I normally am pretty even keeled during the games. That game Saturday night, being inside of williams Bryce Stadium, and even before that, the tailgate as well, and just the the excitement and the emotion that I felt, and you guys can probably hear my voice. Somehow, I still have a voice here on this Monday, but that was as emotionally invested and that was as emotional in general. I mean, I'm sitting here, guys, about to tear up. I just thinking about the weekend. That was as emotional as I've been for a South Carolina football game in quite a long time. And I felt myself in the stadium, that like inner child in me, like thinking back to my first ever South Carolina football game back in 2003, and thinking back to going to Steve Spurrier's first game at Willie B in 2005 and, and thinking about when I would get emotional watching South kind of football as a kid, right? And as we grow up and we become adults and there's other things we realize, you know, where football, where college football falls on the totem pole of, of priorities in life. And we understand there's things that are more important and, and our viewpoint of certain things changes. But Saturday night was one of those nights that reminds you of just the pure joy, man, that it's a kid's game. You know what I mean? And how, 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 how much fun this thing really is. You know, uh, there are certainly, again, things to critique and criticize and things we'll talk about all throughout the week. But, man, I, I'm giddy. I, I, I am flat out giddy. You know, I was giddy on Saturday night after the game, and I thought, well, maybe, you know, Sunday afternoon I'll kind of – I'll come down and we'll look at this thing black and white and we'll look at the shortcomings and we'll look at the positives and we'll wait. Guys, we'll do that all week on the Daily Crow. This is a celebration show here on this Monday. I mean, I'm just, I'm so happy. 
I'm so deliriously happy right now. I, I cannot stop smiling ear to ear. And, you know, it's it's just, how can you not be? How, how can you not be? Um, South Carolina football is five and two, guys. <laughs> we're five and two. I don't care how it's happened. I don't care what it's looked like. But we're five and two. Um, guys, before we go any further, I do, I do want to point a couple of things out or remind you of a couple of things. Of course, this weekend, Gamecocks taking on Mizzou. The TSUS tailgate will return from Seawell, spot 78. Uh, TSUS and Big Cock Club flags will be flying. We'd love to see you guys out there. And, uh, yeah, we'll have merchandise on hand again, the towels, the koozies. I feel like I'm forgetting something maybe to tell you guys. I don't even know, man. I, I'm just so in the clouds right now. I'm so sky high. I'm so excited. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Again, I, I I could just sit here for this entire hour or so and just say thank you to you all. Um, I, I could continue to show love and gratitude because, like I said, guys, I felt it during the day on Saturday. And, you know, it's so interesting when you're in peak flow state. And I know a lot of you probably know what I'm talking about. But when you're in peak flow state, you know, you're, you're really tapping into your dharma and you're doing what you feel like your calling is. And and uh, when you're in that flow, you know, I felt it on Saturday. I mean, it's it's a special thing, man. And like I said, I, I have to pinch myself because I'm like, this is a dream. The, and my life right now is going beyond even things that I dreamed of in the past, man. Like when I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, recording this podcast in a closet, there are things happening on this journey that I just never could have even envisioned or that were hard to even fathom or dream up. And uh I, I just can't say thank you enough, man. It, it's it's just it's incredible. And, and then when you couple the winning as well, when you couple the winning as well, man, like this is just what what we all hoped for, what we all dreamed of. And man, it feels good to be good. It feels good to be good. It feels good to smoke on the Aggie pack. What a time we had on Saturday night. And and I, I can't even. I'm trying to think of all the people I ran into on Saturday and interacted with, and people I want to shout out, but I don't even want to dive into that because I don't think I could give credit to everybody on Saturday that we hung out with and. And had a blast with, and just want to say thank you to everyone, man. Thank you to everyone. This weekend was a dream, and and uh, I mean, what a night! What a night it was! What a night it was! Let's go ahead and dive into it again. Gamecocks beat Texas A&M thirty to twenty four. Like I said, guys, this is a celebration show. I'm not going to sit here today and break down film for you. I, I I I am I am giddy as giddy can get. And if you can't be giddy after that game on Saturday night, well, I'm probably going to be nauseating for you today. You're not going to enjoy this podcast, but. Guys, the fun is in the winning, and what a fun night it was on Saturday. You started off with that kickoff return for a touchdown. Xavier Leggett, you know, I mentioned this briefly in the postgame, in my postgame video, but what what a story. You know, a guy that a couple of weeks ago against SC State was written off by most of the fan base. You know, he has that really tough night, the drop passes that lead to interceptions, and and you just can't script some things as well as that Xavier Leggett thing happened. You know, takes that opening kick back, and Man, I mean, being inside of Willie B, guys, holy smokes. That place was deafening. And what, what I loved about it was Xavier Leggett scores, and it felt like for like a five-minute period after the fact, the roar just stayed as a roar because people were so stunned, so excited, so so jubilant, if you will, after that play. And, I mean, you just – you couldn't have scripted a better start of the game, right? You have the kickoff return for the touchdown. You have Darius Rush, who – if I'm Darius Rush, by the way, I'm coming down on my teammates because he had a convoy leading to the end zone. It's like somebody throwing the block. Either way, though, damn near has a pick six. Then you have – you know, it's funny. I went back and looked. I thought it was a fumble that Tonka Hemingway recovered. It was actually the ball went off of the quarterback's knee – bounced up in the air, and Tonka Hemingway catches it. So I think it was an interception. I think it was a pick. Either way, Tonka Hemingway, right place, right time, makes a big play. You score there. You're up 17 to nothing 
before you can even blink. Now, not to bring back bad memories, but I tell you, I was sitting in the stadium. I was like, this feels really similar to 2017 Kentucky and the way that game started. But unlike that game, I felt very confident after you got up 17 to nothing. You know, I felt like, you know what? I, I don't know. I didn't have that sense of, oh, my God, we're going to blow it. I, I saw some people on social media being like, you know, oh, the Gamecocks, we're going to blow this game. It's just so typical of us. And I was like, I don't know. I, I feel confident. For some reason, I feel this sense of confidence that we'll be able to control this game and hold on. You know, obviously, guys, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, everything is great. The offense is just perfect and everything's working out exactly as we hoped. This team is no doubt winning right now in spite of the offense and the shortcomings. And you look at the numbers, you were outgained in this ballgame. And I was surprised to see just uh, how big of a discrepancy it was from total yards. Uh, A&M outgained you 398 to 286. To be fair, to be fair, right? To be fair, there was some invisible yardage in there in regards to, you know, you had the kickoff return for the touchdown. You had short fields on two separate drives. And I understand that totally. But watching that game, I think we can all agree, obviously, the offense is still the thing that we want to see more out of. There, there's no question. Uh, the offense is what we want to see more out of. Marshawn Lloyd, freaking beast. I, I mean, We said it after Kentucky. We know it to be true. I don't know why in the first half it wasn't the point of emphasis. He's got to be the focal point of this offense. 18 carries, 92 yards, two more touchdowns. The guy runs physical. He runs pissed off. He's got fantastic vision. I mean, he's really living up, guys, to be everything and more we hoped he would be when he signed with South Carolina. Um, you know, I, I thought, honestly, I, I saw a lot of people on social media that came down on Spencer Rattler, said he didn't play a great game. I'm not sitting here saying, guys, he played like an All-American. But Spencer Rattler made some throws Saturday night that reminded you of why South Carolina wanted him so badly. It reminded you of he's a big-time dude. He's a big-time player. Um, you know, offensively, Marcus Satterfield, the, the point of emphasis or the, the, the topic of conversation, you know, guys, again, I, I, I will not let the offense's shortcomings ruin my excitement and my jubilation. The bottom line is this, you won the football game. I don't really give a damn how it happened. I don't give a damn if you think it's a fluky five and two. I, I don't care. I don't care. The fact of the matter is you won the football game. Now, with that being said, do we all feel like and probably realize that a change needs to be made at OC after the season for the long-term future of the program? Probably so. But I trust Shane Beamer to make whatever decisions necessary that are the best for Carolina football. He hasn't steered us wrong yet. Beamer ball to the freaking moon. I think that will happen in due time, guys. It's not something that's going to happen at this point in the season, especially when you're coming off of a win. My biggest issue with Marcus Satterfield, though, is this. It's it's the play calling's not great, but the situational play calling is what really makes me scratch my head. You know, when you get down to the five yard line and and you pass the ball a couple of times instead of going with Marshawn Lloyd, when you have these third and shorts and you're just calling some plays that you're just like, how does that make any sense? You know, it feels like with this Gamecocks offense, I know we've talked a lot about simplify, simplify, simplify. I mean, that's really, though, I think the point of attack, guys, are just how it needs to be. That should be the point of emphasis. It's, it's not rocket science. Marshawn Lloyd is your best player. Feed him the football. 20-plus carries per week. He had 18 carries on Saturday night, and that's because they waited until the second half to really start feeding the rock. But it's not rocket science, guys. It, it, it's not rocket science. Marshawn Lloyd is your best player. He needs to touch the ball consistently. When he touches the football, 
I mean, good things tend to happen because I don't see him getting stopped for negative yardage a whole lot, right? So Marshawn Lloyd being the focal point, that needs to be the point of emphasis. I think it's proven. I understand we all want to throw deep shots. We want to go down the field. And the offense, let me make this clear, the offense has got to continue to get better and pick it up as the season goes along. Um, if you're going to go, you know, we're all kind of, dreams dancing in our heads a seven and two eight and two god forbid if you're going to hit that the offense is going to have to play better but uh it's got to run through Marshawn Lloyd in my mind man it, just stop overthinking it stop overthinking it um again offensively a lot left to be desired but uh you know I trust Shane Beamer will make the necessary adjustments and changes when the time comes for that bottom line is this you found a way to win you, you found a way to win defensively my goodness I, I mean what that Gamecocks defense did in the second half, especially in the third quarter when your offense couldn't do anything, and A&M, you felt like they got the ball to start the second half, and you're only up three, and that was a huge point in that football game where A&M could have taken the lead, could have seized momentum, and it could have been yet another disappointing night for Gamecocks football. Instead, Clayton White's unit stood tall. I want to take a moment, by the way, <clears throat> to give credit to Zach Pickens, and especially Jordan Birch. Jordan Birch is a guy that I called out in the preseason, right? Or at least I challenged. I challenged the play of those guys. We've been challenging the play of these five-star dudes. And hey, you're these big-time recruits. You're some of the best recruits in school history. It's time for you to start living up to the hype and to the hoopla and to what your recruiting profile said you would be. I want to give credit to Jordan Birch to Zach Pickens because those dudes are becoming absolute menaces on a week-in, week-out basis, right? I love to see it. Jordan Birch, I think, is playing, obviously, the best football of his career. Zach Pickens is a beast on the inside, had one hell of a game on Saturday night. And then you continue to look at the defensive line. They did exactly what they did in Lexington for the most part. Tonky Hemingway did a fantastic game. Gilbert Edmond uh, continues to be a beast in the backfield. Uh, you know, that that defense, man. Incredible. You hold uh, A-Chain, the talented A&M ball carrier, to less than 100 yards. Granted, he finished at 99, but uh, you hold them in check, just 129 yards rushing on the night. Uh, they were never able to get going on the offensive side. you got to tip your cap, man, to, to Clayton White. And you think, too, man, I think about that secondary. Darius Rush with the interception, uh, making himself money in regards to draft stock and the type of player he's becoming or that he is and – um, I, man, all, all the credit in the world of Torian Gray. I, I mean, you take a look, and this is taking nothing away from those guys, right? Because Cam Smith came in with a high profile, right? He, he, he came in with the hoopla, with the expectations. But you look at what they're doing with the guys they have, right? Darius Rush was a three-star receiver out of high school, coming out of a single-A high school. He's doing what he's doing now. David Spaulding came from Georgia Southern. Marcellus Dial a Juco guy, DQ Smith, who's making plays, a freshman, Nick Eman-Wari, a freshman, Kawan Banks, a freshman. And these guys are playing. I think they're getting the absolute most out of them. The plays they're making on a week-in, week-out basis, tip your freaking cat in the defense, man. And then, of course, I'm saving the best for last. Beamer ball! Beamer ball to the freaking moon folks with the Xavier Leggett kickoff return for a touchdown Kai Kroger hitting absolute bombs all night long Mitch Jeter is as solid as they come 
the, the cover team, you know, you're seeing the Gamecocks, these selfless players make these plays. Guys, I saw Marshawn Lloyd make a tackle on special teams. Xavier Leggett make a tackle on special teams. And what this football team is proving right now, week in, week out, is that if you win two out of three facets, you got a great shot to win the football game. It don't matter what two facets you win. If you win two out of three, you got a great shot to win. If you win three out of three, you're going to win the game. No, duh. But this team right now, and that's my biggest takeaway, guys, from Saturday night, and, and something that makes me smile ear to ear as someone that has been pushing the Beamer Ball brand and, and Shane Beamer and the great work he's doing in Columbia. My biggest takeaway, this is such a Beamer team. And I mean this in the most complimentary way, by the way, because I know that Shane Beamer wants this. This team wants this. We want this. We want to see dynamic offense, right? We want to see explosiveness on the offensive side because you look at that game on Saturday night, and that's a game you could have won by a couple of scores if you had an offense that was really able to take advantage and move the football up and down the field and, and take advantage of Texas A&M shortcomings, right? But when I think of the Beamer name, I think of Frank Beamer and now Shane, of course, I think of these hard-nosed, gritty, tough, resilient teams that do the little things right and, of course, win with special teams. I mean, this is such a Beamer team. It is. And again, I say that in the most complimentary way, right? And guys, again, is it perfect? No. Are there still things we need to figure out on the offensive side? Yes. But like I said, I, I'm I'm deliriously happy today. I, I am so giddy. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. Like I said, truly, I can't stop smiling ear to ear. That was a magical night that was just meant to be from start to finish. And again, this football team's not perfect. They're, they're not perfect. But there's a lot of imperfect football teams out there. And I, and I just laugh. And there's nothing today, guys, that can bring me down. None of the slap dicks on Facebook or on social media in general. I had a guy call and leave a voicemail and said, hey, you're a douchebag. You suck. And I'm just laughing. Like, I, I literally, there's nothing that can bring me down today. Nothing. Because the fact of the matter is this. No matter what you think about it, Here's the facts. The Gamecocks are 5-2 and two at this point in year two of Shane Beamer, exceeding practically everyone's preseason expectations. For the first time in school history, South Carolina has beaten the Texas A&M Aggies. And for the first time of the Shane Beamer era, and of course the first time since September of 2018, the Gamecocks are ranked in the top 25. Folks, wake up and smell the roses, man. It, it feels good to be good. The Aggie pack was smoked all night long after the fact. Shout out my guy, John Rice, at the tailgate. I was going to save it for Sunday afternoon. My guy said, dude, you got you to light it up right now. You, you got to light the thing up right now. And thus, the Aggie pack video was born. A, a magical night at williams Bryce Stadium. A magical night with you all. And on that note, guys, of the Aggie Pack, and shout out to everybody, by the way, that, again, came by the tailgate. We sold the towels. We sold the koozies. We also sold Aggie Packs, courtesy of our friends of Carolina Cigars, and we sold out of them. I truly, genuinely hope those of you that bought the Aggie Packs 
you enjoyed it as much as I did because that was it, the, the it's the cigar is so much sweeter when you win. It's so much sweeter, man. It's 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 so amazing. What a smoke that was. What a time. And again, guys, I'm proud to say that Carolina Cigars was the supplier of the Aggie Pack. They'll be the supplier of the Mizzou Pack that we'll have on hand and for sale this weekend at the tailgate. And again, proud to say that Carolina Cigars is our newest sponsor. They've been in operation, guys, since 2008, recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Now, whether you're new to the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carolina Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to their shop enjoyable. Guys, stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge where people come together, share conversations, and become friends. So if you're into cigars and you're on Hilton Head Island, you really do need to come by and visit them. Guys, they offer same-day shipping nationwide, free delivery island-wide for weddings and all special occasions. They're also proud to offer premium cigars at nine outside humidor locations around Hilton Head Island, and they have special events throughout the year. Guys, they want to talk to you. They want to engage. They want to share with their, their cigar selection with you. They're very proud of their beautiful lounge as well that you should go visit. Now, when you're in the low country, there's only one place for cigars. That's Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar merchant. Come and share your passion. It's all here at Carolina Cigars. And guys, like I mentioned, when I'm smoking on the Aggie pack, the Mizzou pack, whatever pack, I get all of my cigars from Carolina Cigars. You can find them on Instagram at Carolina underscore cigars. That's Carolina underscore cigars. Or... Give them a call today at 843-681-8600. That's 843-681-8600. Smoke them if you got them. And also, guys, stay tuned because we're working on some very special things with Carolina Cigars on my Low Country Gamecocks. We are planning here in the next couple of weeks to have a hangout at the Carolina Cigars Cigar Lounge on Hilton Head Island. I'm going to be down there having a good time, smoking some stogies. We might play a little golf, talking Gamecocks. Going to be one hell of a time. Stay tuned for that. But be sure to check out our friends over at Carolina Cigars, where I get all of my cigars. Head on in, buy you a couple stogies, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. And you're going to need them with the way this team is playing. You're going to need the stogies. I'm so happy, man. I'm so happy. I just... I mean, I, I, I I was in the shower singing a tune, getting ready to do this podcast, just deliriously happy man deliriously happy and you should be guys Gamecock Nation we should celebrate this one all week long it feels good to be good hey let's hand out some game balls by the way guys I want to start a course with Marshawn Lloyd another fantastic night 18 carries 92 yards 5.1 yards per carry and two touchdowns on the night he just continues to be the bell cow this offense guys he continues to be the premier player and he should be feed Marshawn Lloyd End of story. That should be the offensive game plan. Also want to give a game ball to Darius Rush. Had the big interception, but also played great football the rest of the night. Eight total tackles, six of which were solo. And I tell you guys, this might be the most underrated player on the Gamecocks defense. Came back uh, Kentucky week. I thought he made a huge impact. Wasn't talked about a whole lot. I know Cam Smith gets most of the love because he had the hoopla and had all the all the uh, the high profile stuff on the recruiting side of things. Darius Rush is a fantastic player. I, I mean, Darius Rush is a tone setter on the defensive side, 
and again, deserves a game ball for his performance on Saturday night. And also, guys, my final game ball, Kai Kroger. Again, the dude was hitting bombs all night long. Six punts, averaging 49 yards per punt. He had three of his six downed inside the 20 and had a 55-yard punt as well. I believe he also had like a 72-yard punt in the game that was a touchback. I don't even know. But either way, Kai Kroger is a weapon in the special teams. Beamer. Ball to the freaking moon. All right, let's talk slap dick of the weekend. <laughs> let's talk slap dick of the weekend. Okay, and he- here's the thing, guys. At some point, we all have to hold the L. We all have to hold the title of slap dick. There's nobody that goes through their life without being a slap dick at some point. Heck, I've been the slap dick of the weekend. I've been the slap dick of the game, guys. It's happened to me. Go back and listen and check the receipts. It has happened before, right? So I just want to say that before I hand this out because I know this guy or I've met him, I'll say. And so I hope if he hears this or he catches wind of this, it's nothing personal. We all have our moments and you just have to accept it and keep it moving because the slap dig of the weekend is Ben Portnoy from the state. Listen, I have no issue with Ben Portnoy's work. I got no issue with the state newspaper. But if you are realistically sitting there and you have a vote, in the top 25 for the AP, and you still, after everything you've seen, Gamecocks are 5-2. and two. They were 29th last week. You, as someone that's close to the team, covering the team. And I know Ben Portnoy is a, you know, was at Mississippi State before this. I think he graduated from, like, Indiana. So I don't even know if he's got allegiances or whatever. But you, as someone on the beat, you still don't think the Gamecocks belong in the top 25? Hold the slap dick of the weekend title, my friend. It ain't nothing personal, but Ben Portnoy, congratulations. Slap dick of the weekend. Hold the title proudly, my friend. And then you go on record to tweet that, you know, they they were just outside my top 25. And, you know, the Gamecocks have got two winnable games upcoming. And if they're seven and two, you know, they got they're making a compelling case to be a top 25 team. Like, bro, come on, dude. Seven and two, that that's when they're making a compelling case to you. I don't care if it's not sexy, it's not flashy, they're not scoring 50 a game like Tennessee. The Gamecocks are winning games. They're beating teams. You don't bullshit your way through the SEC, right? You don't go on the road in the SEC and win and then win a second straight SEC game. You don't win four in a row on accident. Just give credit where credit's due, man. I'm I'm not saying the Gamecocks should be ranked in the top five, but to say that they're, well, if they go seven and two, they'll, they'll make a compelling case to be in the top 25. Ben Portnoy, you're easily the slap dig of the weekend, my friend. Hold it. Ain't nothing personal, but hold the title. Finally, guys, let's get into our Cock Commander Award, our weekly MVP award. And I went a little bit off the wall for this one because, like I told you guys, that there's some stories that you cannot script, and they're, they're, they're kind of feel-good stories and just things you love to see. Uh, so, for me, there's a lot of guys that could have won this award, which is a blessing, right? It's a great thing. It's awesome to come off a win and and have a bunch of dudes that – that deserve to win an award like this. But our Cock Commander Award for this week's game goes to Xavier Leggett. And and coming off that South Carolina State game, when he had the drops that turned into the interceptions, and guys, I came down on him, right? Everybody did. And many folks wrote him off. He shouldn't see the field again this year. He should be benched for the rest of the season. And, you know, he hasn't made an impact at wide receiver after that. But to start the game off with that kickoff return for the touchdown, and – 
you know, it, it's that was a great play. I mean, obviously, that that was a magical play. That was as loud as Willie B has been, I think, since since Ace Sanders took it to the house 2012 against Georgia. I mean, it was electric, right? It was electric. But even beyond that, to then later in the game make a tackle on special teams, what that showed me is like this is a selfless dude that is putting the team ahead of himself and is a team guy and is doing whatever the team needs to be successful, right? Like, like, like the fact that you're, you're down there after that making, making plays on special teams. And I, I just, I really respect that. Like that, that's playing the game the right way. That that's, that's having the right type of mindset and attitude towards things. And you know what? I, I wanted to recognize Xavier Leggett for starting that game off the way he did for making plays on special teams and Hey, Beamer ball, to the freaking moon you guys you guys might get tired of hearing me saying that but uh I, I mean truly without Leggett's return to start it off right we wouldn't we wouldn't be saying that here on this Monday so Xavier Leggett the winner of the cock commander award for his performance against Texas A&M so guys that's my breakdown fully of A&M and again guys we're going to be celebrating all week I mean this is one you know you, you can here's the bottom line you can sit there and you can watch film and well this and this and this and this and this if your here's a great way to phrase it. If your analysis, right? If your analysis of the game makes you lose perspective so much to the point that you can't just sit back and enjoy the victories. Guys, we're five and two. We're five and two. We just beat Texas AM. We just beat AM. Like I'm literally getting emotional over here, man. We didn't win the SEC. We didn't win a national title. I'm not saying that, but to be year two of Beamer, to be ranked, to have what we have in front of us, to have the opportunities we've had or we have, I'm, I'm deliriously happy. And there isn't a single person out there, there isn't a single thing that can bring me down off cloud nine right now, man. And there's a lot of football left. And I'm sure, right, because it's a tough game and it's an up-and-down game and we'll probably have moments of frustration. So that's even more so why it's important to enjoy this, guys. Enjoy this. And anyone that 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 tells you you shouldn't or tries to say, well, but remove those people from your life. Remove those people. It's not even being a sunshine pumper. It's just being as a fan as someone that has no control, man, I, enjoy it. It feels good to be good. Are we, and Gamecock fans might have to accept this, are we a good team? Shh, don't tell anybody. Are we a good team? Are we? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe we need to accept, and, and I'll tell you this too, because these are things that are intangibles, Right? But I think what you're seeing right now also from this Gamecocks football team is that when a team, and we've got talented players, no doubt, right? But when a group of guys starts to have some success, and we talked about the role that those Charlotte and SC State games played, right? When a team starts to have success and confidence comes with that and it becomes a snowball effect, this team has shortcomings. 
This team offensively still has a ways to go. This team defensively isn't even perfect. This is an imperfect football team, right? But this is a team playing with supreme confidence. They're playing as a team. They're playing with a a supreme belief in each other and what their coaching staff is saying. And guys, you can do a lot with that. That can take you a very long way because I'll tell you this, and it might sound corny and it might sound cheesy, but when you believe and you've got that positive energy that Beamer has preached, and I know, guys, at times it's been nauseating, right? It's it's tough after you get beat 48-7 to in Georgia to hear Shane Beamer say some of the things he says. But what you're seeing right now is why he does that. Because when you've got a group of guys that come together and believe and stay positive, eventually, if you continue to do the right things and lead with the right things and believe and your confidence builds and you start to have some success and then you get more confidence, at some point, things tend to break positively for you. Very very few times in life, this can apply to anything, very few times in life, guys, if you bust your ass and you believe and you've got the right belief system and you lead with the right things and you're positive, you do all those things. Very few times do things not break the way you want them to go. Very few times does the universe not give you what you ask of it. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. That's what you're seeing right now. And again, anyone out there that that can't give credit for what's happening on the field, anyone out there that 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 wants to dismiss and write off, and especially if they're a Gamecock fan, right? Nobody in Gamecock Nation sitting here saying that this team should should be in the top ten or or is challenging Georgia and Alabama, the elites. Like nobody's saying that. But if you're one of those people that every time Carolina wins, your first reaction is, yeah, but, yeah, but. Yeah, but, like, you're not someone I want in my life. And you shouldn't want them either. Like, like, the, like hey, I, I, like I said, I am deliriously happy this week. I am on cloud nine, and there's nothing anyone can say to take me off of it. We are five and freaking two. We have won four games in a row for the first time since 2013. Shane Beamer is building something special here. And this is just the beginning. Yeah, I know Texas A&M's three and four. Yeah, I know Kentucky record, they are what they are. But guess what? They had to be that way because we beat them. Give credit where credit's due, man. Enjoy this one. Gamecock Nation, we're smoking the Aggie pack all week long. We're celebrating this damn thing all week long, man. It feels good to be good. Beamer ball to the freaking moon. All right, let's dive into some news and notes, and we'll get into your questions and voicemails. Of course, guys, the big news, South Carolina ranked in the USA Today coaches poll and the AP Top 25. They are 25th in both polls and ranked in the AP Top 25 for the first time, as I mentioned earlier, since September of 2018. Incredible stuff. Uh, also, guys, the Gamecocks open as a five-point favorite over Mizzou. And I know what you're thinking, God, only five. I expect that number to widen as the week goes on. I, I do expect that number to widen. I was I was a little surprised. I think Vegas obviously probably looks at the yardage and they look at the stats and they look at the numbers and they look at our offense. And, you know, I get it. I get it, no doubt. I get it, but we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about Mizzou, I promise, later in the week. We will talk about Mizzou 
later in the week. But uh, yeah, so uh, anyways, guys, that being said, hey, let's celebrate together. Let's dive into your listener questions and your voicemails. We'll start with the voicemails. Hello, man. It's Dolphin. Um, my voice is a little bit hoarse. I just got home from the game. I wanted to give my two uh, my two cents on this huge win. And basically, you know, all I have to say is this was a special night. This was a special win. And it shows, you know, what Gamecocks football can be when everything's in place. I mean, the, the crowd was electric. The, the greatest atmosphere I've, I've seen in williams Bryce Stadium in a long time. The, you know, the performance on the field wasn't perfect, but no SEC game is ever going to be an easy win or a throw-in win most of the time. And our guys executed, and they battled, and they won the game. And you can tell that uh, the fan base believes in Shane Beamer, the um, – the team believes in Shane Beamer and the administration believes in Shane Beamer. And, you know, I'm, I'm just so happy for him. I'm happy for this fan base and, you know, the haters can talk, but we're five and two, uh, two and one in the F or two and two in the SEC with, uh, you know, two potentially easy wins coming up. We got a lot of things to fix, but you know, th this was a great night. And I have a feeling uh, or there's going to be a lot of great nights uh, moving forward in, in game cut football. So, uh, you know, peace out um, and go game cuts. Dalton, incredible call, incredible voicemail. Um, <laughs> I'm just so happy. I, I'm so happy, man. That was so well put. That was so well said. I think Dalton, probably speaking for most all of Gamecock Nation, with uh with his comments there, yeah, I, this the supreme belief across the board and this this happiness and joy and and uh, excitement and I mean again guys I, I am someone that I I tend to be pretty even keel during the games but man I I I just I felt like a kid again I, I really did I, I felt I was overtaken by emotion and. I think there's a lot of different reasons for that. Obviously, the result of the game, and you know, I went into it obviously with high expectations. I picked Carolina to win. I truly felt like this was, you know, I, maybe tipping point is too strong of a word because you know I'm not going to say, oh, you know, now we beat Texas A&M, now we're on, on our way to winning ten games, and we're going to go win the national title next year. But this just felt like one of those swing games that we talked a couple of weeks ago about Shane Beamer differentiating himself from the past and you know when he took over this was a and, and still is in a lot of respects but this was a fan base that was recovering right from the previous regime and and the deep hurt and the scar tissue ran really deep and it's results like Saturday night that really start to or really continue to heal Gamecock Nation in a way and and, and 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 just, you know, it, it's not always pretty. It's not always perfect. You know, being a Gamecock fan is not for the meek. But it, it really is games like Saturday night that remind you why you love it so much. I mean, that opening kickoff, that was like, like this is why you love college football. I mean, this is incredible. There, there are... There, there are, you know, we, we do – not to get too deep, right? We do so many things in life, though, that we're trying to get to closer to magic or get closer to 
surreal experiences. That kickoff return and that scene in Willie B, like that, guys, that's something you just can't <laughs> you you can't make that up in damn near any other walk of life. Like that, that's something that that moment, guys, that will forever be etched in my head. That will forever be etched in my memory as one of my greatest memories as a gamecock ever. All right, let's move continue into your voicemails. All right, Chris. Great night. Great win for us to finally go get that monkey off our back with Texas A&M. Um, happy, happy we got the win. Absolutely. Marshawn Lloyd, he's playing like an absolute animal. And I'm happy we got the win, right? However, just, I can't help but to look at certain things. Like, for example, after the, the first, uh, who, I think it was Rush, got the interception, got us on the goal line. Why aren't we pounding the ball lane with Lloyd? Why are we? What are we doing? Is what are we doing at the goal line early in the game? All right. Also, at the end, when we went for it on fourth at the very end, went for it on fourth down, and uh, didn't get it. A and M got the ball back. We should. It was. We had thirty points at that time. We should have hit the field goal. It'd be thirty-three. If A and M scores again, they're thirty. It's thirty-one thirty. And we lose the game. Again, super happy we won the game. I can't stand Texas A&M. Thank God we finally beat them. But some of the play calling throughout the entire game, like, what, are you, what are you doing? Anyway, I just want to know your opinion, your thoughts on really the play calling throughout the, the whole game, good and bad. So, first up. Yeah, man, listen, I appreciate the call. And on a more critical side, right, like I mentioned, I'm giddy, I'm happy, I'm excited. No doubt the play calling left a lot to be desired. Um, I think, again, no matter the success the rest of the way, even if we hit eight and four like I, you know, picked and hoped for over the summer, um, I think we all I think we all agree that for the long-term success and health of the program that something needs to change. On the offense side, and that something is Marcus Satterfield. That that something is the voice, and I know Marshawn Lloyd voiced his his support of Marcus Satterfield on social media. And and, and listen, listen, I, I don't have necessarily a bias against Sat. Like I want Sat to succeed, I really do. But at some point, you have to go off of what you've seen and what the numbers tell you, and the numbers just aren't very good. Bottom line. Um, that being said, I trust Shane Beamer above all else. Um, but I, I, I will say, yeah, the play calling was questionable, you know, not pounding the rock early in the game. Like you mentioned, having to settle for the field goal that sucked. Uh, I'll be honest with you, man. Cause I've heard a couple of people say, why didn't you kick the field goal? <laughs> I'll be honest. And I, and I guess maybe Shane Beamer got caught up in this too. And he's still a young coach and he's learning, but, uh, dude, I, I was so happy and I knew the game was secured that I, I didn't even give a damn. I, I'll be honest. So maybe that's a, you know, if you'd have lost the game on a Hail Mary, I guess obviously that's what we're talking about today. But, um, yeah, they probably should have kicked the field goal. I, I don't know. They probably should have kicked the field goal. Um, yeah. So, and and I will say, I didn't even mention that before, but A&M gets that onside kick late. And I won't, I won't lie to you. My heart dropped in my stomach a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I know God is cruel at times, but there's no way he could be this cruel. Thank goodness he wasn't. All right, let's continue. Hey, what's up, Chris? This is West. And hats off, Clayton White, the defense. And guys, just get after it. You know, I think we got a blue collar team. All three phases of the game just got to kind of click together. Everybody's got to do their part. And by now, it seems like Beamer's kind of gluing it all together and making it work. 
I have no doubt in my mind he's probably going to go with a different OC next year. Um, it's so ugly right now. I don't even know what the real problem is on offense. But I'm glad we got it done, man. And it hit me tonight. Beamer ball is a real thing. You know, every week something pops off in special teams. And it's really been what's beat at least three three teams so far that we played. And um, that's a big deal. So hats off to the special teams and hats off to Beaver, man, for finding a way to do it. And um, hopefully we can get us a fresh OC here soon and um, get right. <laughs> Anyways, man, thanks for doing the show. I enjoy it. And um, go Cox. Wes, I appreciate the voicemail, my man. And to your point, I think the thing that really stands out from that call is Beamer ball. <laughs> beamer ball to the moon. I mean, this is a Beamer team. And, and bottom line is this, you know, you you may be disgruntled because of the offense and how it looks and yada, yada, yada. This team is finding ways to win games. And that's all I care about. I, I, I am in the winning business. I'm not in the being flashy business, right? That's where we all should be. Like scoring 50 a game, sexy, and it's cool and it's fun. But if you're not winning, who gives a damn? The fact of the matter is this. You've won four in a row. Carolina's winning. If they continue to win, winning cures all, man. Winning cures all. And uh, the fun is in the winning. So one more voicemail, and then we'll get, we'll get in your questions, guys, and we'll get out of here. Hey, Chris, it's Char. <laughs> what a game. Uh... I'm telling you, it's like, you can't really start – off any better than what the Gamecocks did. That's just what they needed to do to to get a, a very much needed win. Finally get the monkeys off our back to uh, to beat a Texas A&M team that we've never beaten. That is a, I mean, I don't care what anybody says. They are a very talented team defensively and even their backup quarterback very good, like talent-wise. So, I mean, nobody should be uh, looking down on this win at all, that's a huge win for us. You have to win the games you're supposed to win at home. We weren't even really supposed to win. We weren't picked to win in a lot of cases. A lot of people didn't think we had a chance. But even though we were, you know, maybe not favored in the game, we, we did what we had to do. We made the plays we had to make to win the game, and that's what good teams do. So I'm very proud of my Gamecocks tonight. I will say this, like, one one negative. I mean, there's there's a lot of things you could nitpick on and say, you know, we got to get better on before we we go, you know, play in Missouri next week or go on the road to Bandy or on the road to Florida, um, and then possibly maybe get that crazy road win up at Clemson. And I'm not going to even mention that other team. But I mean, one thing, Jakai Moore has just got to play better at his position. He's got to hit his assignments and not just whiff when he when he's when he's got guys just I mean it's just like he's standing there and letting guys run right past him. But other than that, I mean Marshawn Lloyd is a beast. I mean the offense is you know, they're doing what they have to do. I, I mean we could nitpick it all day long, but in the end, great win. Go Gamecocks. Go Gamecocks. Josh, fantastic call my man. Beamer ball. <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. I love it. Um, I will say this, by the way, because you're right, Ja'Kai Moore, I think it's got to play better. 
the offense. I mean, that it's it's very simple, guys. It's, it's very simple, right? We know what the issue is. The offense has got to be better. But I will say this. I will say this. Give credit to Marshawn Lloyd, but that offensive line for that final drive in which you scored the last touchdown, eight-play drive, seven of the eight plays were running plays. And it's one thing to run the football successfully, but it's another thing to run the football successfully when you want to run the football. And the fact you were able to run the ball down their throat and ice that game, that is something that is not lost on me. I think is very, very impressive and something we should be impressed with, no doubt. No doubt. Um, All right, that being said, guys, let's get into your questions and we'll get out of here. Cornbread Cowboy, shout out my dude Ori Lee, man. The dude's a legend. On TikTok, all over social media. Y'all go check out and follow Cornbread Cowboy on TikTok. I promise you, you will not regret it. I think, by the way, he just hit 250K followers on TikTok. I'm trying to get on your level, Cornbread Cowboy. He just says, Marshawn Lloyd is elite. Hey, well said, my friend. Uh, Gabe Hurst says, Rattler needs to do the road to glory tennis ball pocket presence drill. A-plus comment. A-plus comment. Uh, Spencer Sox says, Tonka's our best D-lineman. Beamer ball to the moon. Satterfield is still awful. Go Cox. Okay. Very concise to the point. I like it. Uh, Hoyan Chang says, out of the gate quick, wire-to-wire win, even though A&M tried everything. Yeah. Magical night, man. It was just meant to be from the start. G Fry 6 says, if Satterfield can figure out, figure it out, Tennessee will be our only loss the rest of the season. Wouldn't that be something? David Barnes, 76, says, is Black Garnet Garnet the big game Garnet of the Shane Beamer era? I don't know. I don't know. That was an interesting uniform choice. I, I'll be honest with you. Here's the funny thing, guys. I didn't love it, but you, I, it's funny how much less I care about the uniforms when we're winning. Like, like really, truly, it's it's funny how that doesn't really even phase me when we're winning games. Uh, Jordan Portillo, Marshawn Lloyd's that dude, Beamer ball to the moon. Yes, indeed. Well said, my friend. Jay Hastings 843 says, probably the best atmosphere Willie B has had in the last year. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. That was one of the best atmospheres we've had in quite some time. Uh, Ethan Johnson says, we better be ranked. Well, we are. Uh, e. Karch says, great win, but please stop running on third and short out of the shotgun. That's a college football thing, though. That's a college football thing. I I, I don't know. That, that's just a thing. WM4IV just says, fire sap. <laughs> uh Dick Wagon 69420. What a username on Instagram. He says, calling it now. Game day will be at the Tennessee game. We'll be eight and two. They'll be nine and one. Wouldn't that be something? What a huge win that would be for Shane Beamer's team in his in his just his second season. And B Cutch07 just says NY6, standing for New Year's Six. Hey, keep your fingers crossed, man. And also, by the way, Beamer Ball Ass Hat Watch is still on. <laughs> you love to hear that. Guys, on that note, it feels good to be good. If you haven't done so yet, go smoke the Aggie Pack. Go enjoy yourself. Celebrate the victory. Smell the roses. And let's have us one hell of a week. Guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Let me say again, thank you so much for the love and support, for helping me and allowing me, I should say, to live out this dream of a life that I've been able to construct because of all of you and your love and support, man. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. The joy is in the journey. The fun is in the winning. And I appreciate each and every 
single one of you guys. Let's have one hell of a week. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all on Monday.